podcast about product management, user experience design, technology, and more. This is Product by Design. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Product by Design. I am Kyle Evans, and today we are joined by another awesome guest, uh, Jonas Rinda. Jonas, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Thank you, Kyle. I'm very excited to be here as well. Awesome. All right, Jonas, let me give you a really brief intro, and then we'd love to hear a little bit more about you. But Jonas is one of the Nordic's most successful and acclaimed tech founders and investors behind companies such as Nomino, Hudley, Akano, and Tanberg. The latter of two, which were acquired by Cisco for a combined $4 billion uh, US dollars. And most recently, the podcast tech startup Nomino, which we're going to talk more about. And I'm super excited, obviously, because we love podcasts and podcasting. So with that brief background, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Jonas? Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thank you. No, so yeah, uh, I guess you can't hear it in English, but I'm a Swedish guy based in Norway. So I moved to the, the little brother countries, we call it. It's comparable to what the U.S. and Canadians usually kind of broadly fight about. So it's, you know, the big brother and the small brother. Um, so, yeah, um, I approximately have like 20 years experience of working in, in tech, uh, tech and product development. Uh, as a kid, I was really into to be building Lego. I can see from your rocket in the background there as well. Uh, you're a fan as well. Uh, but also, you know, drawing, drawing cars and boats. So from that, moving into computers, uh, 3D animations and uh, being always interested in the combination of those uh, and that took me into design so as a kid i was pretty early on on interesting in, in product design and car design and kind of followed that dream and along the way uh stumbled up on interesting companies so i did my first years in ericsson a swedish company uh, and then moved over to sony ericsson mobile phones and then uh, over to the dream uh, volvo cars in sweden uh, and then after that uh, Found out that, you know, I want to do the skiing thing because that's a big part of my life. And uh, Norway is a fantastic country when it comes to fjords and mountains. So I moved to Norway and uh, there was a company that was super interesting called Tamberg. And I was lucky enough to get a job there, start working there. And that's where I kind of find my home as well. Fantastic culture, uh, strong focus on design and product development. And uh, you totally live with what was happened afterwards in terms of Cisco acquiring them and some guys spun out new companies. I, I was one of them. So I did a company called Electric White uh, with the idea of just putting an, an iPad on the wall. Uh, and we built that into another company called Arcano. Uh, and from there, we also acquired Cisco again. And uh, after that, jumped into another company called Hudley, uh, which built a pretty awesome uh, smart AI video conferencing camera, uh, where we got a pretty cool partnership with the Google. Uh, we're happy with that. Uh, and then from that, moved on to where we are now, uh, Nomono, uh, an audio tech startup we've been building for yeah, almost four years now. I think that was the, the long story short. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm super excited to dive into a little bit more because I, I think that that's uh, an incredible background and some really, really fascinating stories within that. Um, but before we do uh, kind of dive into a a few of those uh, items. Tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you like to do outside of the office. You mentioned skiing as as one of those, and Legos as potentially another. But you know, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing outside of startups and outside of the office? 
Yeah, I do a lot of kind of recharging and bring back some energy and kind of clear your head is, uh, is skiing. I think it's an awesome exercise to do. Uh, and uh, also, I'm a big fan of mountain biking as well. Uh, so I think those two are kind of also a bit seasoned, uh, doing the mountain biking in the summer and skiing in the winter. Uh, uh, and what I like about those activities in sport is the focus you need uh, while you're riding. Um, and of course, uh, the speed and thrill of it. So it's been on, on the private side, that's been kind of what I've been spending my time. And now over the last year, of course, uh, building a family, it's, uh, been a true joy as well. Uh, I got two daughters, uh, that are in school. So at the moment I'm starting to get back more time, to be honest, they're kind of starting to be a bit grown ups, which is good. So, uh, yeah, in, in a lucky, very lucky state at the moment, so to say, um, but I think it's important then to have some some hobbies and and, and uh, things to focus on in in your spare time because building startup is a lifestyle and I guess the one who listening to this also can reflect and kind of also recognize himself in in how much time it takes uh, mind focus and also core of the of the, um, awake hours of say um, so that's why it's important then to have some some things to kind of recharge your batteries and, and refocus and I guess you know. At least most of my best ideas they come from when I step out the the, the office or, or the working environment and, and do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that that's great, and especially this time of year. I mean, we're we're recording uh, in winter time at really the beginning of the ski season. We actually, uh, my family and I just got up skiing for the first time um, a couple of days ago. So we started our ski season as well. So. Super excited uh, to be finally skiing again, uh, which is great. So uh, we, I, I'll, I'll be excited maybe one day to compare uh, the snow in. We're based in Utah, which pretty good snow, but uh, I don't know how it compares to you know some of the Nordic snow, which obviously <laughs> is is as well. So um, maybe one day I'll get the chance to compare. Um, but that that sounds super super amazing. Um, absolutely love it. All right. I kind of want to hear, you know, you kind of gave us the overview of your journey, you know, kind of from from the beginning, some of the large companies. But tell us a little bit more about, you know, what brought you into starting some of the companies that you did and really founding them and some of this entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey that you you took. Um, You know, what was kind of the impetus for um, starting your own companies and uh, especially the most recent one that you have focusing on the audio space. Um, you know, what kind of drove you to to doing some of that? Uh, if I look back on on my career uh, and what I'm doing is that my background is design and product development. Uh, but I learned over the years that you know, you, I mean, you can make the most awesome product that fulfills the need of the end user and what have you. But that doesn't mean really you get a success just doing a really good product. There are so many other factors around that. So over the years, those other factors outside the product album got me interested. Uh, how to make sure the product you have invested so much time and effort into to get it with the team. How can also make sure it has a global reach and reach as many uh, end users as possible to enlighten them in their life as well. Uh, and that's where you learn a lot about finance and sales and marketing, timing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that's, at least for me, has been a very fun learning. Uh, there's a lot of risk along the way. Uh, 
but that's you know it's uh, but to be honest my main purpose of, of starting the company is and taking on responsible as as co-founder and ceo is to ensure that the product reaches the the user in the best possible way uh, so that's still my kind of main focus and main purpose and I'm a big fan of the starting phase in the companies when you start from the ideas, the concept, uh, because everything is possible. Um, And for me, that's motivating. I know a few of my friends and colleagues that get stressed by all the questions with no answers, uh, but I'm kind of on the opposite side there. I like that challenge uh, because in the beginning, you have so much different choices to make and factors. And in the process, you start to kind of narrow in and doing that process, suddenly you start to get the feeling that you're getting to what you call a holy grail or some something that you think is going to be really, really valuable uh, for the end user. Um, and that that is, an, I think, at least in this uh, in this um, evolution, and when you build the company uh, and the product, that's where you kind of get into that feeling that wow here we have something that is really awesome that's the, at least for me the big motivation and from there it takes some years and some hard work uh, to get that uh, product being a hardware or software solution into the hands of, of the user and i think over the years you get experience so you you have some um kind of recipe to ensure at least that you can bring it to, to the market in potentially shorter time but also ensure that you keep it consistent as well so taking now with Nomono, it's uh, uh, my co-founder, Auden. I hired him from university back in the Tanber days. So he was an expert on microphone arrays. So he worked in my department back in Tanber, uh, developing microphones. And, and you know, then I went into Hudley. And he also helped out uh, designing microphone arrays there on the small uh, video conferencing cameras. And that's where we meet, met again. And he was doing research. Uh, on how to capture spatial audio. And spatial audio, for the one who doesn't know, is kind of more famous now, like with Dolby Atmos, and it's used for the XR, like the AR and VR worlds. Uh, and I guess most people that has an iPhone and AirPods today know this is a spatial feature. But keep in mind, he's starting researching on this uh, almost um, yeah six years ago now. So it's also back to this kind of foresee the future, the potential macro tenses that's going to happen in the future and try to time that uh, as good as possible with, with something. Uh, and at the time, you also depend on technology to support the solution design. So there's, there's so many, I wouldn't call it flying objects to kind of balance out there, but it, there's a lot of things. And when you start to see those stars align, you see the trends of, for example, on spatial audio uh, with the XR. Uh, you see that... Uh, uh, chip manufacturers don't get technology with low power consumption. You get new Bluetooth standards and these kind of things start to align. And you finally like now is the time to, to get started. Um, so uh, with the mono we had, and we still have, of course, the IPR and the patents around how to capture spatial audio. And that's where we kind of built into our solution now. And we had made it so easy. So it's just one button to push uh, to capture this because if you look behind behind the scenes, there's uh, 12 microcontrollers working together. Uh, they are, so it's pretty, it's pretty dead. It's the most advanced product I've been working on. I think that's also part of the motivation uh, doing another company in, in tech space. So one thing is it's, it's, it's complex product, but it's easy to use. 
but also going into to a new market like the audio market, which from our perspective, when we went into it, looked uh, like almost like a status quo, especially on the microphone side, because uh, they've been looking and behaving the same uh, for the last maybe 20 years or more. So that was also a motivation for us to create what we call a smart microphone, that not only just capture audio frequency in different channels, but also captures metadata. So it gets a better understanding on the whereabouts in what scenario is being used and et cetera, and things that we can use for, for AI. So our AI gets just not only audio files, it gets also a lot of metadata, which it then can use some of our magic algorithms to kind of improve the audio. And everything that we have done is all about ease of use. Uh, it's all about enlightening the, the end user and giving them a feeling of kind of superhero powers. Because we want to wow the end user in being easy to use, but the output we get from solution is super high quality. So everything is lossless audio. So what we call is kind of broadcast ready. And that's why also while working with this, our pilot customers has been uh, large media agencies uh, with skilled people. We have one guy who worked with microphone for 35 years. And uh, when he goes, mm, nice guys, this sounds awesome. And that was a very early prototype we had as well. Then at least you get a small proof that you're onto something. So, and these kind of proof points are trying to find while you build these companies, while you develop as well. So, um, yeah. That, that, that is super exciting. That's incredible. Um, I'm really interested in, you know, a, a few points that you touched on, but this idea of really the, the right timing, because you talked a lot about the idea that, um, you know, there's kind of this timing of what's going on in the market, along with the technology that is being developed. And you see, sometimes you see companies that have amazing ideas or amazing um, products that are, we call them ahead of their time. And, you know, the, the technology just isn't there. And, you know, then we have, you know, companies that are, are you know, possibly late to the game and that sort of thing. But this uh, kind of sweet spot of the technology is there at the right time and the market is developing at the right time, kind of like you talked about, like the um, you know, the, the processors are getting there and, you know, we're able to ha to start to incorporate AI into, um, you know, capturing the audio like like you're doing all of these things really coming together. Tell us more about, you know, how those things come together to to really create uh, the right the right product and the right market environment and, and kind of what you're seeing with that and how that plays into kind of creating both the right product and the right product market fit, if that makes sense. Yeah. So over the years, been following very close uh, on the consumer market because the consumer pull is also pulling a lot of the technology innovation. So if you look on the mono, the chipset we're using in our product, most of the chipset has been designed for consumer tech. So that's also one thing, at least look on these macro trends and see on the user behavior because that has implications and also understanding that is important. Um, so there's a lot of effort going into that. And me personally, I foresee myself being kind of an early adopter. Uh, so I'm pretty heavy on new technology. Um, 
of course, it's my big interest in life, but it's also testing and, and, and challenging myself on learning new things, but also in this process, try to get some wow facts, understanding what what the big guys are doing, but also some small stuff coming. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> spending money on Kickstarter as well uh, to get a hold of new things. Um, and, and I think the sum of that, you start to get them feeling or a view uh, on the things yourself potentially going to work on or are working on how that can fit in. So I think the moon is a good example. How we started with some really interesting technology. I was in a basement in a research lab uh, where Aldo had built this uh, Frankenstein solution uh, and it worked. It, it captures spatial audio. I got to listen to it. And I was wowed by hearing the audio in the same way I do in kind of real life. But th- at this time we're using, uh, using headphones. And that started to kind of, hmm, you start to realize this could be a pretty uh, hefty impact on people. Like what we say, put the listener inside the story. Uh, at the time, we didn't know that Apple's going to do special audio on the iPhone as, uh, or the AirPods. But we foresee, at least if you look on the history of how we consume media, how we consume content, uh, that is moving in that direction. Uh, you had the Oculus, you had these... But it hasn't really taken off yet, has it? I mean, it's pretty awkward to to be a few people in a room and start using using uh, Oculus, uh, for example, headsets. So, um, but potentially some glasses is coming. Uh, we hear and see some rumors. Uh, so we need to keep an eye on that. And to get content into that, one thing is getting the video in there, but uh, getting the audio in there is is a challenge. And that's where we kind of saw that we are sitting on that solution. Uh, we are kind of taking away that bottleneck to create content for spatial audio. But as you mentioned, timing, uh, if, uh, and this is like four years back in time, um, there was, from our perspective, not big enough market to do spatial audio capture for, for, for 3D or XR at the moment. However, though, what we realized is podcasting has been kind of growing r- rapidly uh, over the years. Uh, and the format is very interesting because there's something you consume uh, while you go to sleep, uh, you commute, or maybe do boring tasks at home, like cleaning the house. Uh, because the podcast, it doesn't distract you so much as the kind of video content does, because video takes your whole focus. Um, so that was very interesting from our perspective. And having the audio competence, having this technology, we're starting to realize that Using these algorithms, one thing is to create the spatial order, but we can also use it in another purpose. We can then take away the ambience, or some people call the noise. So from that perspective, we started to realize that we could give an opportunity for people that can just record any audio in any scenario, mm-hmm. but after the fact, do changes to it. So you just capture the audio you want to capture, lossless, high quality. Then afterwards, as we capture so much, we got like 12 channels of audio plus all the metadata combined to those 12, channel, uh, 12 channels. We got so much information that we can do a lot of uh, cool things after the fact. You can move around the objects. Uh, it doesn't matter really what the microphone were at the recording because you can change it afterwards. It's almost like when you take photography and you have like lim- uh, unlimited out of oh, focus. So you can just change the focus afterwards, for example. Um, so. And when we went then into the to the podcasting thing, and we started to realize that this is a pretty awesome. We also realized just the workflow, how you capture audio, is is a big challenge. Um, we just realized that 
with the microphones and, and the cables, one thing is to know where what to buy. Uh, and then start to use those being field recorders with small LCD displays or just being standard microphones. Uh, but then also understanding which scenarios you're supposed to use different microphones. And still doing that, you don't have control in that scenario, especially when you're out in the field. It's the windy day or it's other noise or even the person you're interviewing, he or she, are they used to talk to a microphone? Uh, and also their voice. So, I mean, when you start to summarize all the factors you need to have control over to capture good audio, you start to realize it's super complex. And that's why you look into the bigger professional productions. They are really skilled people. I mentioned the guy we met who's been working with microphones for 35 years. Uh, and, and it start to be really challenging. Um, and then when you capture that audio and you were lucky enough doing it with high quality, you need to store it somewhere. You have SD cards or you need to put it on your PC or your Mac. Uh, and then you have to bring it into your, to your digital audio workstation, your door. And there are different applications for that. Or you use a web application to kind of clean up the audio because you want to take away some part of the noise. And, whatever. and there are several solutions for that as well. But still, you know, the files you have captured need to move around in different platforms. And you keep, keep track on that. And then you probably want to share it with somebody who wants to comment or listen into it. Is it a customer of yours, a person you interviewed? Then, you know, where are you going to send a Dropbox link or what format are you going to use it? They want to comment. Where do they comment? Do they send you an email or how? And so, I mean, you also you look into the different steps in the workflow. Well, we realize it's super complex. So we thought, like, let's do this easy. We have this tremendous technology that can capture audio with all the data. Let's keep that as a red thread through the workflow. So what we have done in Nomona is that the audio file is the backbone in your workflow. So everything revolves around the audio file. And there you have also the metadata. So with our solution, one button to push when you use it. And then afterwards, you can just, after the fact, do changes to it. Uh, and you can also enhance the audio and improve it. And you can share it. You, so in our solution, you can also collaborate. Just send people a link and they can click on it and then boom, they come straight into the audio file and can comment there. So it's, uh, we have seen already it's very, very powerful. And it reduces so much time, effort, uh, but also enables people who has no experience of audio to be able to do really high quality productions uh, as a one woman or one man show would say. So it's uh, yeah, probably <laughs> a long answer to your question. Uh, I think it's important to give the full, the full color here as well. With all of that, with audio and specifically with podcasting um, and bringing that technology and, and really the simplicity uh, into both the workflow and just the general accessibility of it. Um, how do you see that impacting both uh, podcasting in general as you know, kind of a next step, but um, just audio uh, in general going forward? Like, what what do you see? Kind of the technology that you're working on, and some of these things. Like, what what do you see that impact being both for podcasting and and beyond podcasting? Uh... What we see with, with our solution is that we enable anyone to capture good audio. Uh, and that they don't, they're not limited to being a studio, not limited to do, to maybe rent expensive equipment or use many hours. So what we see with our early 
beta customers is they can now start to more freely capture stories. Uh, and it can be pretty compelling places where they can capture these stories. So, for example, if they are doing some interviews, they can you know show up where the person are and do an interview there. And they are like just 12 seconds to get going. They don't have to rig a lot of equipment. So I think it eats a lot of stress. Uh, but it can also be on a park bench. Uh, and when you do being in maybe New York City and being in Central Park, interviewing a person there using our technology, uh, you also capture all the other ambient audio, being the birds, dog barking and what have you. So uh, when when you as a listener listen input on that interview in that podcast, uh, for example, like I'm doing now using your headphones, you, you get a feeling of being there, being on the bench in Central Park and hearing that. Uh, and I think that, you know, gives the creator some really cool power in being back to what I mentioned earlier about putting the listener inside a story. And, and, the, so, and the story that's being told gets some more immersive. And for us human being homo sapiens and, you know, being programmed on, on storytelling and gossips and what have you, it's really triggering our our nerve system and brain in a in a positive way when when stories are being told in a very immersive way and i think that's the key thing with spatial audio uh, and the way we can now start to to experience audio in a different way versus like what we used at least with headphones is like stereo and and mono sound as well so uh, and, and doing the recording as well because the the key thing when we design is to make the technology uh, fade away so you focus more on the people and the story uh, compared to today uh, where you have big membrane microphones in the studio or somebody is having a field recorder they just <laughs> shovel up in your face and you can see people get a little bit stiff or nervous or uncomfortable with having this technology straight in their face uh, where we see with our solution it's a small love mic that you click on and it kind of disappears when you start talking and that we see is a quality on the dialogue as well because people are more relaxed. Uh, and that is, I think it's really, really cool. And for podcasting, that is then the stories that we tell, uh, being more true stories, giving more people a chance to tell good stories. So we, as consumers or listeners in, at least the audio quality shouldn't be a factor that makes us stop listening to some podcast episode. We are kind of democratizing high quality, uh, audio quality that anyone who wants to book can do it on a, on, on a high-quality audio. So at least that factor has been reduced to almost zero for the ones. Because we met people that you know have very good, strong stories, but the audio is so bad that you get kind of tired, you get fatigued after listening for a while. And that's pretty sad uh, where you can have them have good technology. Other examples are professionals, audio producers, uh, that do do interviews or do recordings. Uh, some of the beta customers they want to they don't want to interact they want to be in another room because when they have their boom mics and other thing with technology the people in rooms start to kind of although they're not in the dialogue they're kind of disturbing having this uh, <laughs> uh third or fourth guy running around in the back of microphones or checking technology so uh, we have some use cases now where they want to just use our sound capsule drop it in the room and then leave the room and go out and let the dialogue float freely in, in, inside a family, for example, or between colleagues or what have you. Uh, and that's also pretty cool as well. Uh, and that's the scenario we didn't kind of foresee as being so important, uh, but we got a lot of feedback. So that means, for example, we have our own 
uh, Nomona companion app, which is connected to this to the space recorder. That means you could leave the room and and, and kind of follow the recording happening in the other room uh, from outside. Uh, we had one scenario with uh, with politicians, for example, uh, where there were one who was kind of needed to listen in, but they can be on the other side of the room uh, using our app and listen into that and not interact with the politician, uh, politicians in the, in the same room. So this is pretty. So key thing here, true stories, immersive stories between humans and ensure that is how high, how high quality. Uh, that's our key, key kind of purpose as well. I think I absolutely love that because I think that um, storytelling and being able to capture those stories is probably one of the most compelling things about um, us as people and the stories that we have and being able to tell those stories is just, it's so powerful and so important. And so being able to, to do that in, in such a meaningful way, and then being able to make it immersive, like you're talking about to have these stories and to capture them. And then again, to make it really, really powerful and really simple and really immersive is that's such an exciting proposition. I, I absolutely love it. So, um, such, such exciting stuff in, in so many different ways. Talking a little bit more about, uh, your company, you, you referenced, uh, your co-founder a couple times. And, um, you know, this is obviously a big part of, of any company and, and, you know, obviously starting companies, but having the right people involved. Um, tell us a little bit more about how, you know, how that came about, how you identified, um, him in, in bringing him in, how you, how you do that, you know, building a team, making sure you're bringing in the right people and making sure everybody is, is really kind of bought in and, you know, really driving the mission forward. So tell, tell us a little bit more about that and, you know, how you go about both finding the right people and, and bringing the right people in to help build these types of companies and, and the vision that they have. Yeah, sad thing. What was funny with Nomono, it's, it started the other way around. So he has been <laughs> he has been researching on something, and we knew each other from before. So it started with he was asking me, "Do you know somebody that I can bring on to be a CEO founder with me?" Uh, and I, I I did a job and started to kind of think about okay, in our network is there somebody I can recommend to him uh, to help him get started. Um, along the way, at least invited me to the, as I mentioned, the labs and I got to see this Frankenstein thing. And I was so, uh, compelled by what he's showing. So I thought, well, hmm, this is a lot of opportunity there. This, there's, there's something really cool about this and, you know, want to be, uh, before the wave and, and kind of surf it and grow. So, yeah, so that's how it kind of started. Uh, however, we have a third co-founder as well, uh, Sigurd. He is, uh, he's, uh, he's the older guy of us, uh, but very experienced on, on the software side. Um, and that was also like back to Auden was a key thing, you know, to get him, uh, because Auden knew Sigurd from before. And I said like, okay, to get started is okay with us too, but we need Sigurd as well. We need his software skills, uh, to get this flying. So, um, we got him on board early. He was also interested in, in the adventure. Uh, and from there, uh, we've been using our own networks. So, uh, being in large corporations before is pretty positive from that perspective because you get to know a lot of skilled people, uh, and they are in your network. So usually we, at least myself, we start in people we were working with before people we know the skill set and 
they know me as well, my strength and my weakness. So you get off on a really good start uh, when you start building something. Um, and I think that takes away a lot of risk. Uh, and from there, I usually try to balance getting really young, young people uh, straight out of university uh, combined with experienced people. Uh, this very interesting uh, energy happening there uh, where I have experienced young people. Well, they're probably unexperienced on, on being in a startup and, and taking on this big technical challenges. Uh, but the, on the other hand, they are so uh, full of energy and passion. Uh, and they are better, as I mentioned earlier, I think, uh, look on the consumer trends. Uh, it's important, and I'm uh, yeah. Over the years, you maybe I'm not that on TikTok, for example, or even on Snap. Mm -hmm. But the young people you're bringing, they don't know anything else. They like emails. No, I'm not using that. Have you heard of Facebook? You ever heard of it? But that's like that's like the old people using that. We are all on Snap, but so they are consuming the latest technology and use it. Uh, and that's so important when you build a company because then you have. The young people in the company have has that experience and understanding of that. Also, when you develop your solutions, they haven't. And uh, then you have us, the older guys, uh, with some experience and done some mistakes before. And as I mentioned earlier, you start to get some kind of recipe, at least to avoid the biggest um, uh, dangers uh, when you when you're building as well. Um, so that is that is uh i think and then i just <laughs> that's pretty funny and it's also a red thread here um that being the older guys i'd say and women uh we are pretty childish in our mindset and that's also a good combination uh when you're building as well because you have this uh uh not fear um of, of trying things new or playing around uh, and that helps as well also in the, in the creative phases though so yeah that's the key thing um get a, get people from from your network is, is i think it's it's key maybe if you have i'd be, I'd be curious like what advice that you have as for anybody who's kind of looking to do something similar so as uh as others are thinking about you know starting their own uh company or a startup or even just kind of getting into their own type of idea, kind of like you've done. You know, what have what have been some of the things that you have learned through the numerous cycles that you've been through, um, both the good and the bad? And what advice would you give to somebody who's who's interested in something similar? Yeah, I think it's uh, at least from my experience, it's, it's super important to follow uh, the macro trends in the world. Um, uh, because those are the trends I use for inspiration uh, of what to create, um, but also to challenge the idea. Uh, try to challenge your own idea. Uh, how do you foresee the future is going to be? And uh, you can play with different scenarios. And by those different scenarios, challenge your idea. Um, and I, I, I like to keep it simple. So I usually think about things in three steps. Um, so we come back again to challenge your idea. For example, you should think about, of course, a worst case scenario, a mid case, or kind of a, a sky case as well, where it goes well. Uh, so I think that's really, really important because when you start to challenge your own concept ideas, that's also when potentially also start to improve it or generate uh, new ideas. Um, and if you feel like yourself 
that you don't have the competence or experience uh, uh, regarding different kind of micro trends or uh, or challenges, uh, try to look around in your network or or, or just ask people. Uh, and I think I mean you have LinkedIn, for example. Now that's a, that wasn't around for for like twenty years ago, but I think that's a, and and I get I got asked by people, you know, they just come on LinkedIn, uh, get find my profile and the ask question and i kind of feels very fun to what we call pay it forward i'm happy to help uh, and answering those questions because you always learn something new and i think that's important so don't be afraid to ask and reach out to people that you find potentially could have some feedback but also just ask for that and get the but do, do your own mathematics or analyze uh, analyze all that feedback you get uh, because I learned a lot of that from doing uh, design or design school, um, uh, how you have to take all the factors in, uh, but then you have to kind of work on it with yourself or your team to find what's the kind of best balance of it. Uh, it's so many times I see that somebody has a very good idea uh, and they ask a few people and they, sometimes they're too easy to change the direction or do changes to the ideas because of that very early feedback. Uh, so it's important to question that. But you also have the example, on the other hand, people that's very stubborn on the idea and doesn't listen in. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I think this is a $1 billion question to answer. Um, and it's up to the individual. But yeah, uh, search for advice, search for, 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 for feedback. Uh, but, you know, make sure at least yourself are, are, feeling solid in your thinking around your idea um, because at the end you are the one who has to deliver it all the way from being an idea to something that is finalized and in the hand of a user and there's so many times you have seen really really good ideas uh, but they kind of fail on the execution part there um, so and you see pretty bad ideas but they're well executed. Uh, so <laughs> I, I hope for the better and for the world and the, for the future that we get better ideas, better executed uh, in the hands of, of the users as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm at least trying to do my, my work there as well. Uh, but it's also risk-taking though. So, um, and it, I think it's a, it's a mind game as well because uh, you need also to be a, uh, be a bit paranoid, but I call it healthy paranoid. Um, and that helps when you also take take the risk because um, you don't want to be naive either so uh, it's uh, yeah so for anybody listening just go do it I think that's uh, because you learn so much and keep in mind you know, what's the worst that can happen and that's usually what I use and I, I sleep pretty good at night you know what's the worst that can happen I mean the worst is that you learn something and I think that's the good thing as well uh, and for me personally I do this because I like the learning and that's why, for example, with Nimona going into the audio industry, it's so much learning to do. And there's so much fantastic people in the media space, especially in the podcast community. Uh, every trade should we be at every event. We kind of met so many friends uh, with open arms. Uh, and and it's, uh, I have to be honest, I really enjoy being in the podcast movement versus maybe the other industries I've been in before because there are so many talented people and that's similar with you Kyle you, know, you you have a story you want to bring to your listeners 
And that is so powerful. And for me and our company now, Nomona, to be a part of helping all the storytellers to bring the stories to listener, that is, uh, yeah, at least that's for me now is the big motivation. And that got back to all of you who have ideas and, you know, trying to figure out how to get started building your own company and, and foster your idea. Uh, keep in mind how to put your idea in the bigger uh, perspective, uh, the bigger perspective for us humans, how it can bring value and enlighten us. Uh, and that's, I think, it's also a very good challenge on your idea. How will my idea, concept, solution, product improve people's lives and reduce stress, get more time? Because at the end, when you start to market your product and find a price point on it and start to sell it, that's really what makes the sense. The storytelling you have around your your product or, or your idea as well when you're kind of entering or building your market as well. Um, so, yeah, just do it. That's amazing advice. And, and I think it's such, such a great place to, to probably uh, – uh, to, to pause and say, yeah, absolutely. Just, just do it because you'll learn so much, um, by doing it. So, uh, Jonas, I appreciate so much, uh, the insight that you've given, um, about storytelling, about building a company, uh, about building companies and about, uh, really getting out and, uh, doing it so that you can learn. Um, this has been an incredible conversation. Is there anything else that, that you have to add or, you know, that we touched on or, or that, that we didn't touch on? I think there's so many things more to talk about, so we could probably create some episodes. <laughs> so, but no, it's, uh, I mean, to anyone listening to this podcast, find me on LinkedIn, drop me a question or advice or anything. I'm, I'm all open to kind of pay it forward, uh, for anyone, uh, cause I'm still eager to learn and through your questions. I will learn something new potentially. So uh, just reach out. Um, we will definitely put a link to the LinkedIn in the show notes. Um, is there anywhere else that anybody uh, looking for more about you or about the company can find out more? Well, you have the Nomono webpage, nomono.co. Uh, I think that's also a good source uh, regarding Nomono, what we think about the podcast, but also what's coming for us as well. And there's a lot of videos there if you're more interested to know about uh, the company we're building. And there you can get a sense of also of design. It's so important with the tone of voice and, and the face of the company. We've been invested heavily. And I think that's also a red thread on the products, the teams and the companies I've been building is, is very focused on, on on the brand identity and, and the design of it as well. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before I let you go, we usually wrap up with uh, two final questions. Um, we call them shout outs and gripes, but uh, do you have any shout outs uh, to anything that you've read or watched or listened to recently that, that you'd like to share? Yeah, I haven't had time to do so much reading uh, lately. So it's, uh, it's, it's more watching things. Uh, yeah, and I'm a big consumer of YouTube. Uh, and I think it's very compelling. And you know, coming from the old area of following Steve Jobs and kind of look up to him and what he's been doing. I'm, I'm still the kind of guy who still goes back to old keynotes and find inspiration there. Uh, and you can go like 10 years back in time, but there's still so much good things there. So I strongly, and I think people heard it, but I still kind of use Steve Jobs keynotes uh, because the storytelling he does is so on point. So I think it's still a lot to, to learn from that. Yeah. 
Those are absolutely great. Um, awesome. And I guess final question then, uh, any products uh, that you have tried or used uh, that you want to give a, a shout out to or a gripe if, if there's anything that you've used and, and hasn't been super stellar? Yeah. So I'm a big fan of cars. Uh, I do change and switch out cars a lot because they are kind of an immersive experience. Um, and right now I have a car that I really like. It's a Polestar 2. Uh, I used to work with those guys before back in Volvo. So I'm happy to see they're kind of progressing. So it's an awesome car in terms of design, the whole brand. Uh, me being Swedish, this even Swedish gold seat belts. And it's so, <laughs> it's so nitty gritty. So even the, the valve caps are in Swedish gold. So I just, <laughs> just to see how they kind of do that through is really awesome. So that's a, that's a product I enjoy a lot at the moment. Uh, the bad product is the same product. It's the Polestar 2 as well. <laughs> but it's not the car, it's not the design. Uh, it's the software and the application. It's amazing how you can do such a bad application in 2022. How it's not syncing, how it's not talking. You're trying to control the heat. You're trying to control the locks. Uh, it gives... It's. Uh, it's so that's pretty sad, you know, because the rest of the car is amazing to the design and, and the feel of driving it, and you know, uh, but then it comes back to the app there. And I think that a lot of car manufacturers are, um, yeah, <laughs> so they have some work to do there, to be honest. Yeah, mm. yeah, struggling with the, the software side. Um, yeah, yeah, totally, totally understand that. Yep, okay, uh, Jonas. This has been, again, an amazing conversation. And like you said, I think we could probably uh, do several more episodes based on a number of the different topics, but um, really, really appreciate the insight that you've given. Super excited to see more of what is coming with uh, Nomono, uh, the things that you're working on and spatial audio in general. I think uh, it is, we, we've probably just hit the tip of the iceberg on some of the exciting things coming down the pike. So Super excited to see more and, and really look forward to, to hearing more about it and seeing more uh, in the near future. But uh, thanks again so much for, for your insight and for everything. Thank you, Carl, for having me as well. I'm looking forward to get the Salt Lake City and get some champagne powder as well. It's, be yeah. it's, it's much better than the Norwegian one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to having you here. Let me know when, you, when you're out and uh, we can definitely hit the slopes. Cool, man. Thanks. Hey, all right. And thank you everybody for listening. Thanks again for listening. If you like the show, be sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter at prod by design. That's prod underscore by underscore design. You can follow me at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter as well. If you want more product conversation, check out my newsletter, Product Thinking at productthinking.cc. You can follow me on Medium at Kaya Larry Evans as well, or check out my Medium publication, uh, Product by Design. Thanks again. <laughs>